do you know what? I can actually feel like a, a bit of a tinge in the back of my throat, like that I can feel my throat's going to wear out. So I really hope that by the end of this hour, my, my throat doesn't die. It's not. It's, I'll carry. You'll carry. Yeah. See, you, I'll carry. What, what I'll have to be is you'll have to finish the stories because you know all of them. So you have to make sure I you know finish. All of, I know your entire weekend. No, yeah. I'm actually very excited to hear about your weekend. So yeah, I'm sure everyone, everyone at home is who's listening. So why don't we, why don't we, why don't we talk about me meeting Jodie Whittaker? You know, why don't we, why don't we talk about all that? I would love for us to talk about that. Sounds like a plan to me. Roll the intro. Hello and welcome back to Who's There? A Doctor Who podcast. We're on episode three of the show where two YouTubers get together and talk about Doctor Who. I'm one of your hosts, Troy, also known as Red Archer Live. And with me, the person in this call who didn't meet Jodie Whittaker this weekend, Crispy Pro. That's me. I don't no, know why no I need to rub it in. That was so mean. He's been bullying me in the call for the last 25 minutes. So this is this is my way of getting yeah. revenge. It's my yeah, way of getting 100%. revenge. So trust me, it's 100%. justified. It's justified. Mm. It is justified, I promise. Um, I should specify at the start of this recording, I did go to a concert last night. Anyone who's heard of Pale Waves, you're very cool. I don't imagine many people have, but if you have, then I like you a lot more. Paul's definitely heard of Pale Waves. He definitely has. Oh, yeah. Um, Paul knows but- Pale Waves through <laughs> <In> and through. <laughs> In my infinite wisdom, I basically screamed along to every song that they did. So there's a chance this episode might be shorter. And if it is shorter than the usual hour, which you'll know when you're watching or listening to this, then my throat gave up and we stopped recording. So bear in mind, it could be a shorter episode. But today's episode is going to be very slightly different because as I teased another intro gag, uh, this was a pretty big weekend for me. It's sad that it wasn't for, for Crispy. I really would have lo- liked it if we both could have gone. But unfortunately, a flight yeah. to the UK from Australia is not as cheap as a train is. And even then, the train wasn't very cheap, but that's by the by. But it's better than a plane, I'll tell you that much god (laughs) i still can't believe how expensive flights to australia are when you told me that last week i just thought oh no it's like it's just it's crazy we're we're never gonna meet up we're never gonna meet up it's never gonna happen (laughs) it's never gonna happen well you you get big get big from doctor who youtube or from all your 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 amazing jobs and stuff and then fly over i'll just stay unemployed you know because for the record i'm literally having a bit of a break after i finished university i'm not actually unemployed I mean, it's I kind fine. of am. You don't, have, you don't have to justify it. You don't have I don't to justify want it. Enjoy judging yourself. Me. I don't want to be judged. Okay? Enjoy yourself. I, I, I had Mate, the only, the only thing people are going to be saying about you is the fact that you met Jodie Whittaker. They are that's indeed. That's all I've said. That's so that's all what we're going to be talking about because I went to London Comic Con Spring this weekend where there were a number of Doctor Who cast members attending. Unfortunately, one of the ones I teased last week did cancel, Bernard Cribbins, who was one of the ones I was most excited for, so I'm really sad that he did cancel that, but everyone else I met, so Jodie Whittaker, Mandip Gill, Colin Baker, and Sylvester McCoy will be talking about all of them in this episode. Before we dive into the meat of it, we have got some news to talk about, but before we even get into that, I'd like to remind everyone watching slash listening that on Spotify, there is a Q&A section and a poll section. You can answer both of those while you're listening. If you just look right below the playback bar of the episode, you'll see both of them. This week's question for you to answer the Q&A for next week is what would you like to see in the 60th anniversary special? The things you'd like to see, certain doctors you'd like to see come back, certain monsters, certain plot points in the story, what do you want to see? Let us know, because next week we're going to be doing a special 60th anniversary episode talking about what we'd like to see in that special. And there will also be a poll underneath as well. So you can answer the question that we've got. I haven't decided on the question yet. I'm sure I'll think of something brilliant while I'm editing it. We probably should have yeah. decided that before we started recording, but you know what? Finger on the pulse. We're, 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 we, we plan Finger things. on the pulse, We plan baby. things miles ahead. It's amazing. So have we got any questions in particular that we'd like to look at before we go into the news section for today? Um, 
You know what, Troy? I don't know. He says when we spent literally half an hour with these open on screen. So <laughs> I'm exposing him now. I'm exposing him now. So you I'll are, tell you what, you since, since I'm the only one who's looking at the questions, bro, I'm the only one, clearly. Um, we got a question here from Super Theory Rockstars who asks, what is our favourite monster? So who wants to take this one first? I will. Troy, you it. are my favourite monster. How, how is he taking that? Oh, oh my gosh. You could dish it out, but you can't take it. Huh? Yeah, that's right. Crispy's not messing around this week, baby. Crispy's not messing around. Okay, I'm just going to cry onto my I love you. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Final. I know. I'm just mad because you met Jody. I'm literally <laughs> just be mad. That's going to my only ammo this week. Every time you upset me that's, now, I'm just going to throw the Jody back at you. I'm going to throw the Jody. I understand. And I know it's, I know, I know it's coming to. I know it's coming to. No, but in all seriousness, uh, I have the biggest soft spot for um, the silence because that was like one of my first proper Doctor Who villains, and they I, st- I still think they're probably the creepiest in New Who. I don't know if they've been topped in terms of creepy factor. Yeah, I feel like that's that. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Um, I, I really like the silence, but I also kind of I'm going to stick with my. My overweight zippy head boys from last week. I love the Slovene. Mm-hmm. I, I, I am fully on the bring the Slovene back bus. I want, I want them back. I loved them. I should have really put, put money that you were going to... I should have put money that you were going to say that. Because I know, you're, I know you love them. Yeah. I remember when I was a little kid, I actually wanted to be a Slovene. I don't know how that makes any sense, but kids are weird. You want... You wanted to grow up to be a Slovene or like a, a for a Slovene. I, I, I feel to like I just wanted to have a zip on my forehead. I don't know. I was I was weird. Kids are weird. I think we all know this. Kids do oh, weird yeah. stuff. And you know, if that was the weirdest thing that I did, then I lived a pretty decent childhood. So Amen to that. Amen to that. Amen to that. Uh, remember though, as always, if you have any questions you want to ask us at the start of episodes, you can leave them in the YouTube comment section. You can leave them in the Spotify Q&A because we'll talk about those as well. Um, last week we asked you, we're not doing a Jack's Films intro there. We generally did ask you last week, uh, who you've met out of the Doc 2 cast. And if you haven't met anybody, who would you like to meet? And we got a reply from Fanzi via Spotify who said, uh, firstly, I might not be the Paul you're looking for. I'm certainly, I'm enjoying the podcast though. Uh, but as to who I'd want to meet, uh, the entire main cast of the Matt Smith era and I'd like to have Matt Smith himself sign my fez so thank you not Paul I mean it's it's really sad that your name isn't Paul and we, I'm taking that personally uh, but yeah getting Matt Smith to sign your fez would be a pretty cool thing I like that I like that a lot that's awesome yeah getting getting anything signed from the actor would be cool it wouldn't would it? Be, wouldn't it do you have, yeah, do you have yeah. anything like that Troy do you have anything like no, that no I don't have anything like around? that of course not no no, no you wouldn't behind me at all I will say one thing as well um, for those of you listening on audio platforms if you are at all able to watch the video version it might be a shout to do that this time only because the things I'm going to talk through I'll have pictures of, of different things signed uh, like signed memorabilia photos I've taken with people so they will be going up on screen in the edit or I might put, show some on the camera if my ring light can reflect well point is there'll be a few things being shown so if you actually want to see them the video version's worth checking out so just as a little kind of thing there um, but yeah so that's a couple of questions you picked out from this week but let us know your questions whether it be about us Doctor Who the topic of next week's episode the 6th anniversary you can hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Who's There DW there's a YouTube comment section Spotify Q&A I don't believe Apple or Amazon have anything like that you have an iPhone does Apple Podcasts have anything like that uh, I couldn't tell you I don't think it wow. does I don't think wow. it does wow the man giving Apple I've money never doesn't tried. even know I've never, I've never tried. I've See, never tried. Who, who does all the work here? Who checks these things out? Honestly, oh, honestly, I'm just disappointed. You, oh, and remember to you demand, remember, remember to rate uh, the podcast five stars on all audio platforms. Five and stars. Leave reviews. Thank five you. stars. Thank you. Five Much stars. Love. Five stars. Much love. Thank you.
I'm bl- bl- blowing kisses. I don't know how well it works on the mic. I mean, I didn't even hear yours. So on your was side. I. So yeah. Oh really? That's amazing. No, you never, you never hear my kisses. Oh no, your noise sure. gate just, just cocks you. It just cocks you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyway, Sam. Before we talk about London Comic Con Spring, uh, shall we talk about a little bit of news that came out recently? Would you Would you like to take Absolutely. the helm on this, Mister Pro of Crispy? I would very much like to. So, you know how we said that next week we're going to have a big episode dedicated to the 60th anniversary? We did indeed. What if I told you we had some news this week about the 60th anniversary? I would say it could be heavily steeped in rumour because it's from the sun in the UK, I'm pretty sure, but still want to hear about it. (laughs) Word Word of warning for everyone. Take this with the biggest pinch of salt that you can because this comes from the sun which are notorious for some headlines not coming true at all. But, in all fairness, some of the headlines have come true. And they're also just not a very good UK newspaper. But that's just my opinion. Anyway, go for it. Well, this this little Australian had a read from it. um, And apparently, the big rumour is that Jodie Whittaker, Peter Capaldi, Matt Smith, David Tennant, and Christopher Eccleston will all be returning... For the 60th anniversary in 2023. Apparently, Russell T. Davis is trying to recreate the charm of the classic episode, The Five Doctors. I find this incredibly hard to believe. <laughs> Me too. And it's also worded yeah. differently to the one that I read. There was on a site called TV Zone, I think, that interpreted it. And I think they were just saying he was pulling multiple doctors and didn't specify who. So, it's very clear that this is like, it's it's people are trying to make assumptions from the rumour. But the yeah. general idea of there being, I think, was it like a special for each doctor? Was like kind of where they were going um, and then also a well, team that, up or? That's the thing. Like, it's very, like, it varies on wherever you read this news. Right mm. now, this one doesn't mention anything of uh, like solo doctor adventures like special. Um, but I have seen that somewhere else. So, I don't know. I do not know. But apparently, like what I'm reading right now is that this episode would act as a pass the baton episode to David Tennant, because we all know that David Tennant's coming back. So Wait, David Tennant's coming back, is he? <gasps> yeah, he's confirmed to be the 14th Doctor. Oh, Did yeah, you, you should have watched know? episode two of Who's There a Doctor you podcast, should've and you know all that. about that. You'd know all about oh, how honestly. David Tennant is in the is in the bookies twice. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know what um, was going on there. That was, that was yeah. very strange. Who knows? Um, so, yeah, apparently um, that's what's going to happen. Um, some reasons as to why I find this incredibly hard to believe is one uh, that Christopher Eccleston said he would only come back to who when hell freezes over because I don't think he has the best working relationship with Russell. That is indeed know. what he said on live TV because he, he was interviewed by yeah. someone in the UK called Lorraine Kelly. She's like a TV host. If you don't know, it doesn't really matter. But um, she interviewed him when he was confirmed, when he was going in to record some of the big Finnish audio stuff. And she said to him, you know, now you're doing the audio stuff. Does that? And he literally went, I know where you're going with that, Lorraine. And hell will freeze over. Uh, he like, he made, he like he said that word for word. He's like, still not going to happen. So like, because I think the, the reason he got into the big Finnish audio stuff, I mean, he, he has said part of it was for the money, which I greatly respect. And I feel like more actors should just be honest about that because it is a job. Yeah, yeah, it is no. a paid job. But I feel like, you know, him because I think he said a bit of it was seeing everyone at conventions years after, still wanting to meet him, still telling him how good he was in the role and reminding him that even though he was there for a short time, he is still greatly beloved. So, yeah, I think absolutely. that definitely made a difference. So you could argue maybe Big Finish might be a, a, a good bridge over, but it sounds to me like he still doesn't really want to work with Russell again. So unless there can be some kind of g- gap being bridged, I don't see that happening. And then same for Peter Capaldi. 
You know, we, we discussed this yeah. last week. He said that we did. We did discuss this last week. Yeah. Yeah. He he said that you know multi doctor specials. The more you do, the the more they lose their touch. You could argue though that if Russell's going to do one anyway, Peter might go. Well, why not be in it? But I I don't I don't know yeah. about that. Um, I do I feel like know. I feel like Peter's I feel like it's his... more likely. I feel like it's more likely for Capaldi to come back than Eccleston. I feel like Eccleston oh, too. Yeah. Would would be would be the hardest one to get. Like I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know how good Russell's apologies are because I feel like the the re- like I don't know if he ended on the best terms with um yeah like Russell and Julia and what's her name Julie Garner what's yeah. her name the problem is we don't we don't know what actually happened because he just said it himself yeah. and three people at the top of the chain clashed it could be people above Russell at the BBC we we genuinely don't yeah know. who knows we're all presuming it's Russell T Davies uh, Julie Garner and Phil Collinson it might not have been those three. We, we genuinely yeah. don't know. Because, I mean, they worked together before, Russell and Chris. For, uh, Chris, Chris I know, nearly I'd said Chris Nolan. I don't know why I nearly said Chris Nolan. <laughs> um, Chris Frankelston and Russell T. Davies worked before already on the second coming. A TV show, not oh, the actual second coming, for the record. Um, you, didn't, yeah. you, didn't, you didn't miss that happening 20 years ago. <laughs> they're, um, yeah, they're behind it. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I need to watch that. I, I remember, I don't know if you've seen the, the Doctor Who documentaries that go out that are like an hour, an hour and a half long. Um, I can't remember the guy's name. Is it... Can I say sure. his I name? Because it's got... Uh, we're trying to be clean. Clever D films, we'll say that. Um, but he, okay. he like he does like the Doctor Who review documentary and he looks back at each Doctor's era and they are phenomenal things. I think he puts them all together on his own, which is astounding. Oh, um, wow. If you've not seen these, I'll have to link you on. I don't think he so. He does like the yeah, Chris Frankelson era, the David Tennant era. They're fantastic. Um, and the Christopher Eccleston one talks a little bit about Christopher being in the second coming and how that was kind of like a bridge for him working with Russell because it was a Russell show again there. Yeah. So... You know, I they've worked in the past before and not had a problem, but I think there was some pressures on the set as well. There were some things they were like, you know, they were they were three weeks behind after two weeks of shooting. They said for Doctor Who, so there was definitely stress on the set. So it, it's Absolutely. it's it's hard to know exactly how they're going to, you know, bring Chris back if they're going to manage to bring him back because Stephen Moffat nearly to. managed it. It'd be it. incredible. Moffat nearly managed he it for did. the fiftieth. He did almost. There was yeah. a whole script for the fiftieth. Like I don't know, like Moffat. Like props to him. I know some people aren't the biggest fans of Moffat. I respect the man so much because he was under so much time pressure for the 50th anniversary. And the man made like five different drafts of the thing just in case, you know, this person couldn't make it back. This person couldn't make it back. Like there's there's storyboard frames out there right now of what it would have looked like with uh, Christopher Eccleston if he returned instead of um, getting the late John Hurd in. But yeah. Which to be I fair, I, um, as much as I adore Christopher Eccleston and I really do love that man. I am glad he said no because we got John Hurt, and while I love we Chris did Eccleston, get John, John Hurt, Hurt was was uh, he's a class act. I've I love that man. And phenomenal. It's, it's still sad phenomenal. that he's not he's not around anymore, but he he was absolutely phenomenal. He was phenomenal. Mm. Um, he, he worked he worked very well alongside David Tennant and Matt Smith in that episode. And he did. Seg- segueing back speaking onto speaking of the those news, two. Speaking of those two, um, those two have stated numerous times in numerous interviews, in numerous interviews, that absolutely they would love to return, and they will absolutely. Like we can say uh, with almost complete will. confidence. But you know what? I want the most out of all this because what I'm thinking of is if they want to do five doctors, they need five doctors for starters. Jodie is going to be difficult, only because yeah. she'll have just left, and I feel like for her that'd be very weird to kind of be pulled back in after just deciding to leave. But also, she is pregnant, like, and as as oh. I'll discuss. Didn't I think even think when I was that. there in London, she I couldn't guess completely because she had a really like baggy shirt. I'm not, I know the point is to draw away from the pregnancy, so I'm sorry for pointing it out yeah. almost. But she did look mm. quite heavily pregnant, so she's probably going to be having her baby in the next couple of months. So she's going to yeah. be having the baby and then looking after the baby. Is she really going to want to be donning on that grey trench coat again 
like months after when they're supposed to be starting filming next month. That's the rumor, isn't it? So that's going to be a problem for her. But for me, the thing I want the most, if they actually do a special for every Doctor, I want to see a Paul McGann episode. Was about to bring that that's, up. That's that what I want the happen. most. I that's love what, that That's what man. the fan wants. I love yeah. him. And like, I know we, I haven't seen a TV movie in years. I need to rewatch it. That should be an episode for us to both. Have you seen the TV movie at all? You have, have you seen it? I've only seen the start about a billion times <gasps> and I don't know why. If we can get I've it to the regeneration. work, we'll see if we can watch it together. We'll see if we can, we I can would, watch it. I that would, would be love brill. that. I and would we could absolutely love that. podcast right after. That's a shout. Oh, that's we'll, so nice. Stay tuned right. on that. Stay tuned on that. Stay tuned for that. Um, oh. But the, the movie, from what I remember, it was good. It wasn't amazing, but it was good. Um, Paul McGann was the, was the standout. But it's that Night of the Doctor special. It's that little five, six-minute thing or eight-minute thing, however long it is before the 50th anniversary, that just shows you how wasted that man was. Like, I, of course, again, so I love Chris Fredelson. I'm so glad we had Chris and David and Matt. Like, the way we got it, I would never change it. But I wish we could also have Paul McGann in there. You know, people keep saying, well, what if Doctor Who did kind of like a slate like Marvel do and they have a couple of spin-offs and things and really get a new era of Doctor Who? If you ever do a spin-off and you don't do one for Paul McGann, uh, not, not good enough. What are you doing? Not good enough. What are you doing? Like people saying What's they the want excuse? a Fugitive Doctor spin-off. I love Joe Martin. I love the Fugitive Doctor, but out of the two, I would rather see a Paul McGann spin-off first. The, man, the man's been in, in, the, in the franchise for 26 years now and he's had a movie and, a, and an eight-minute ep- minute episode. Like, you know... I reckon. I reckon we've almost had the exact same runtime out the two. The fugitive, yeah. Yeah, for the fugitive doctor. That's probably, crazy. By the end uh, of the centenary, it probably that. does even. You might even have more for the yeah. fugitive at this point. You genuinely. But I love. Uh, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I do love Joe Martin, and I'm not saying she's oh, yeah, especially. Absolutely. She should, no, she, she's kick ass. She yeah. is phenomenal. She's brilliant. I mm. really, really like her. Um, but I just I, Paul McGann. He's my boy. I've backed him since I was younger, and I really want to. I've I've seen him in person. I've never met him. But I remember there was like a little like in conversation thing they did where like some guy would interview him about his whole yeah. career. And I went, um, it was, God, it was years ago now. It must have been about 10 years ago. I think it might have been pre 50th anniversary. I actually think it might have been pre 50th anniversary if I remember correctly. Um, but, you know, he was talking to someone in an interview and everyone was watching the conversation happen. It was really odd, to be honest. Um, it's kind of like a Q&A, but I don't think they took as, they took a couple of audience questions, but questions is questions, but not much. Uh, but I didn't actually directly meet him. But speaking of meeting people, should we, uh, should, oh, we, should, yeah. we should we move on to, to Comic-Con Spring? That's nice our news. Segue. Um, so before obviously nice moving yeah, that's, that's all the as news. A, yeah, as a question, uh, do you think uh, this report is credible about doctors returning for specials to try and make the five doctors? How credible do you think it is? Completely credible, not credible at all. Kind of credible. Who do you think will return? Who would you? Who? Who? Would, my English is amazing. Who do you think might return? Who would you like to see return? Let us know. Let us know. Uh, but yeah, let's let's talk about London Comic Con Spring. Which is where the Fallout episode might be a little bit less organized because it's going to be a lot of rambling because a lot of things happen that day, and my head. Still I need you. I need you to tell me about it all. Yeah, it, it's my head still hasn't kind of kind of focused with it. Yeah, Paul Crispy here was be- begging to know what happened on the day, and I said, "No, you wait until the podcast. You wait until we record." I it. know. Because and then we and then we delayed the podcast today. I'm like, oh, well, come on. Let, let me let me illustrate this know. for you. Let me illustrate this for you. I live not far from Liverpool, right? That's that's where my like I'm based. I've, I've said that before. I don't need to dox myself because I'm not being very specific. But we have to go from the Liverpool area to London on a train, which takes a while. It takes it takes it takes a while. We're talking over two hours to get there and get back. Okay, okay. So I spent a lot of time on trains. We had to get up at. When my mum got up at quarter past three, she came with me, bless her, because I was going to go myself. Oh. And then as soon as they announced Jody, my mum went, right, I want to come with you, which I thought was hilarious. Oh, that's so she lovely. Wants to be, oh, I that's know, so nice. I thought it was so lovely. Um, 
so quarter past three, she got up because she needed need a bit longer to get ready than I did. I got about half, somewhere between half three and four o'clock in the morning. So we already got up very, very early to go there. And by the time we got back, it was like 11 p.m. So we were destroyed by the wow. end of the day. Sunday, we didn't get up till like one in the afternoon. So on Sunday, my brain was just closed to visitors. So I just had to relax and switch my brain off. And then I was like, no, we're just going to wait till the podcast. Wait till the podcast. I thought that was the, the best call. We were going to record it yesterday. And then we didn't because you said Wednesday was better. So your own oh, fault. Yeah, yeah. You, you dragged it out there. You dragged well, it out. Well, true, true. Yeah, it's entirely your fault. So now he gets to hear the story. So he's just as excited as I hope that everyone else listening is. I am. Um, but yes, so um, I'm going to talk about what happened, some of the stories we meet to the people. And I will also give my thoughts on the con because I do have some kind of positives and negatives about the convention. What I will say is that I've been to quite a few comic cons now. And while it did have its flaws, and I will get to them. I had an absolute blast at the convention, mainly obviously because of meeting the people that I did. It was an amazing time. Um, so let's let's get into it. So when I found out about the convention initially, I was going to go purely to meet Mandip Gill and Bernard Cribbins. I think they were the only two Doctor Who people that were confirmed. And I was like, I want to I want to meet the two of them. Bernard in particular, because the bless him, he is getting on a little bit. And it's nice that he's still doing these conventions. Because yeah. I think he's like, I mean, I don't want to show him up for his age. But I'm pretty sure he's like 95 now or something. Like he's, he's an absolute legend. But you're thinking that like, you know, at some point he's going to want to kick his feet up and relax and not go to many more conventions. You know what I mean? Like it's exactly. so sweet that he still yeah. goes to them. I think he was meant to be going to the convention last year. Cause this, this convention, there's London film and comic con, which happens in July, I believe. I think last year it happened in November and it was, it was delayed or something because of COVID no doubt. And then there's London comic con spring. From what I know, you kind of get both of those in the year or maybe it swaps in and out. I'm not too sure. So he was a delayed appearance from then. But unfortunately, he cancelled again for this one. We literally got an email on the way on the train saying, unfortunately, Bernard Cribbins has cancelled and refunds will be sent. And funny enough, my phone pinged while we were recording the intro saying, your refund has been processed. That's good. Thank you. After the Pale Waves gig yesterday, I, I need the money. So thank you very much for the, the prompt <laughs> refund. Bro, I'm telling you, merch stores, that that like when the merch is more expensive than the ticket, you know, it's it's questionable. But I wanted that. That's merch, crazy. So. Well, I think the ticket for the gig uh. was like £24 and the shirt cost me 30 and it was like, that's expensive. That's like, well, for you, like, hang on, let me, let me, let me Aussie it up for you, mate. That's 60 Australian bucks. That's 60 bucks? I know. I really begrudged it, but I wanted a t-shirt 60 bucks for a t-shirt? It, so. Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. Right. I hate myself for Goodness. doing it, but I wanted one from the no, torso, right. whatever. But that's beside the point. He cancelled on the day. We don't know why. Hopefully everything's fine with him. I hope he's okay. Um, but he cancelled. So instead, the people I were meeting on the day uh, were Jodie Whittaker, Mandip Gill, Sylvester McCoy and Colin Baker. I wish I'd recorded my reaction when I found out Jodie was going to be there because the, the funny thing with it was the show masters, people who run these comic cons in particular, they were doing like these massive batches of guest announcements and they had one where they were going, right, we've just landed a guest. It's their first ever time at doing signings at a convention. It's a really big one. We hope you're all excited. They didn't give a single hint as to who it was. There were no even Doctor Who themed hints. There was no way to assume it was Jodie Whittaker. Wow. But everybody I knew on Twitter replied to every tweet going, is it Jodie? Is it Jodie? Is it Jodie? Is it Jodie? And knowing that it was her, I don't know how they, they, they kept that quiet. And I don't know how everyone kind of guessed that was where they were going. Maybe they thought because Mandip Gill was going, it would be a natural to assume that Jodie yeah, might. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be nice if... Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. that, that if, if they gave no hints, like, I don't know. Exactly. And considering she's never done anything like this before. I don't know. Yeah. I and in my head, know. I was thinking, you know, it's going to be a lot of money to get down to the convention to meet Mandip and Bernard. I want to meet them, but is it going to be financially viable? How's it going to work? And then they were teasing this guest, and I just kind of said to myself, went, right, if this is someone that I want to meet as well... Well, um, it's obviously going to be a big person because they're teasing that, but big or small, whoever it is, if it's someone I want to meet, that'll clinch it. I'll go. 
And then they said they're announcing Jodie Whittaker, and I lost it. I genuinely wish I'd recorded because I was just like, what? It's Jodie, what? What's going on? It was crazy. It was absolutely ridiculous. And I immediately went, I'm going. And then my mum saw it, and she immediately went, I'm going. So that's so, so sweet yeah so we we did we both awesome. did cosplay as well um i don't know whether my mom minds me sharing a photo of hers I'm, I'm sure she won't mind um so hopefully on screen now you'll see me cosplaying as the 12th doctor from live land with the the nice little kind of victorian old-fashioned coat with the cost so out and everything. nice um, and my so mom nice. my mom went for the the jody whisker cosplay which you can say i played a part nice, nice, nice. cool because i have like the welding goggles i just bought them as like a little gag thing and i also have a scarf and i gave them both to her and went do you want these with the outfit as well and she was like yes yeah, so we should try them on i was like perfect like she looked brilliant. brilliant. Her cosplay was so so good. She's done a few cosplays. Nice, nice, Bless nice. We've been to a few. She's done like Sally from Nightmare Before Christmas. She's done Coraline. Like she she she, she oh, cool. did proper involvement wow. invest in the cosplay stuff. I love it. I really your do. Your mum's way cooler than mine. Yeah, genuinely. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. I haven't met your mum. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure she's nah, lovely. Mother cool. Crispy. Is that we call like mo- Mother cool. Crispy? Mother Crispy. Or, yeah. Mo- Mother if Crispy. I say Mother Pro, that might sound like I'm saying something else. So maybe not. Mo- yeah, Mother no, Crispy's no. better. We're gonna go. We'll, we'll stick with Mother Crispy. Yeah, yeah. Mother Crispy. Mother Crispy. But yeah. So. But please tell me more. The, the first, the first little tiny, tiny criticism. Uh, or not really tiny, is what they released with Jodie Whittaker when they announced her tickets was a diamond pass. And you could buy it. It was extremely expensive. It cost £220. I'm not saying that as a flex. I'm saying it because it's a lot of money and it will ride into my points in a minute. And it's why I'm poor now. Because, <laughs> um, But it included a photo opportunity, an autograph, um, a piece of exclusive memorabilia, and also you could attend a talk, which they scheduled for the end of the day. So unfortunately, I couldn't go to because the train stopped going back home at about eight o'clock and her talk was six or seven and we didn't want to risk it. So unfortunately, I didn't even get to go to that, which breaks my heart. But my first criticism is why couldn't you buy autographs on before before the convention? You actually couldn't buy any. The only way to guarantee an autograph was if that guest had a diamond pass, you'd get one included with that. You couldn't buy autographs so like or any, any, any at all for any for at all any, for anyone. any fandom. Yeah, for any guests, you couldn't. I don't That's, understand. I find that why. very strange. I thought it would be like easier to get an autograph exactly than a photo. Well, you, you wonder, you wonder. But like, I, I remember when like MCM Comic Con in Birmingham had Tom Hiddleston. I mean, just a photo or an autograph with him was two hundred twenty-five pounds. Yikes. Um, but you could buy an autograph in advance. And with David Tennant, he's going to Wales Comic Con next month. In fact, a month today, I'll be meeting David Tennant. What is what is going on? My life what is... What is life? I, I, this is why I have no money, because I've bought all this stuff in advance. Comic Cons have literally bankrupted me. It's not even a joke. It genuinely isn't. But with David Tennant with Wales Comic Con, you can pre-order an autograph, which I have done. I've bought, ordered a photograph and an autograph. Done. But Showmasters, they were like, no, it's too, it's too easy for you. No, no. Autograph, dog eat dog. Doggy dog, let's have some action. So, <laughs> so we get there. Okay, I had the following things ordered. I had a Mandip Gill green screen photo, because you could get a normal photo or a green screen. Um, I really, in hindsight, wish I'd just gone for the standard, because with the green screen, it was the TARDIS doors, and they weren't being socially yeah. distanced, which I was wondering whether they would or wouldn't be. The UK code restrictions are completely lifted, but I wasn't sure who would feel safe and who wouldn't. And for one point, Sylvester McCoy actually chose to be so- socially distanced. Bless him. Don't blame him. Fair enough. Um, yeah. but with the green screen photos, you, you had to be distanced because there were TARDIS doors in the middle. So what I will do, and my mic quality is going to dip while my head turns around, but I've got pictures that I'm going to be showing on the video version. And if they don't come out well, I'll put whatever ones I can on the screen. Um, but here is, I'll try and put it to the camera. I don't know how easy it is. Can you, can you make that out on the camera? I think you actually kind of can. Yeah, I, I can. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, yeah. So That's that is, cool. so yeah, it, it's, it's almost kind of awkward because there's a gap between us with the TARDIS doors there. And I like how I'm kind of in front of the door. I don't think I was meant to be that close to her. But 
No, I like that. So it, it's that's, basically that's just good. like the interior of Jodie's TARDIS with the doors going outwards. That's the picture. I'm going to try and describe it as best I can for the audio listeners. Like I said, if you can watch the video version, it's probably the one to do it for. And you get to see our ugly mugs while you do it. So there's that. Um, but that was the first thing I had booked. It wasn't that much more expensive. It was only like another five, ten pounds. I thought, you know what? The green screen will want to be cool. In hindsight, having seen everyone else's photos with Mandip just in the standard booth, I wish I'd done that. Would have been much cooler. Just like give her a hug or just like do some kind of pose. That would be nicer. But you don't know these things, and you know for the future. No. And they've both said now that they'll do more cons. Like Mandip in particular has said that there was a quote someone someone took from because she had her own talk on the Sunday, and it was I'm really sorry that I haven't got it to hand to read off by heart. But she kind of said she thought that everyone saw her kind of like. Uh, they, like, they liked seeing her with Jodie Whittaker. They kind of liked seeing her as this this queer character, this person of colour who was with Jodie. They did, she didn't realise as much people liked Yaz for Yaz herself and not just her oh, relationship with the Doctor. That was, that was kind of the vibe I was getting oh. off the tweet. That's that's pretty much what it was saying. I'm, I've paraphrased that heavily, but she's kind of said she's realised now and like she understands how important Yaz is to people and she'll be going to more conventions, which is really good. I'm really glad to hear that. Um Wow, that's such wholesome content. Yeah, it is, and it's it's really it's so it's so sweet because she had so many lovely moments with people. It's honestly really nice. Uh, I've seen so many tweets and videos and stuff. Like someone was like, yeah. "Oh, Mandip FaceTime." Like a, blew a guest gave her their iPhone, and like there was a FaceTime with another person, and Mandip was like talking to them on the FaceTime. It's so sweet. Um, so that's that was the so first thing cool. I booked in the morning. The green screen that was like at ten in the morning, and after that. It basically just became this intense runaround of trying to get to booked photo opportunities and then trying to slide in autographs because. It was a little bit hectic. So obviously I had the diamond pass, which I had to queue up to get in the morning. And then after that, there was no queue getting into the convention, which was really good because I was worried we'd be in the lines for like half an hour or an hour. We got in there about, I want to say about mm, quarter past nine in the morning. And we were having a little wander around trying to get used to where everything was to begin with. The green screen thing was at 10 o'clock. So we roughly worked out on time. Once we'd done the green screen thing, we went to the uh, Jody autograph uh, station where she was doing her autographs. Um, just to work out what was going on. And the way it worked was they were calling all the Diamond Pass people up first for their autographs because obviously they're the ones who are entitled to it. They, they bought theirs. Um, so they were calling them up in numbers. I was like number 91, so I didn't get in immediately. They were calling like 1 to 30, then 1 to 60. Apparently, they had about 320 Diamond Passes. So, like, in, in, like the one big criticism I've seen is that they sold far too many of them and it makes them look a bit, oh, like, money-hungry. My gosh. Again, I'm just talking about what I've heard and kind of what I feel. I don't want to be completely bashing on Showmasters because it wasn't... No, no, no. Like, I enjoyed my time there, but there are definitely things they could have done better and I do think they sold far too many Diamond Passes because from what I've heard, what, what they were doing after, they were giving out these little raffle tickets almost and what they basically did was they, they would give you these numbers and be like, you know, come back at this certain time. We got there about quarter past ten, half half ten. My mum was desperate for an autograph because she brought like a pop. She really wants to get signed. She wants to talk to Jody for one thing. Um, and thankfully, what I realised afterwards was when you get a diamond pass, you can buy multiple autographs. So I could bring my mum with me with my diamond pass, pay for an extra one, and she could get hers while she was with me, which I thought was quite oh, good. Okay, nice. Thankfully. Um, we, we, we didn't realise that unfortunately till right afterwards and then we asked them and they went right go on quickly they let us back in which I know they should have done so thank you to them for doing that but it wasn't made clear to wow. us that's another thing they should have made that clear because I came out of my autograph mm. and as I was leaving I heard someone mm. go oh can I bring this person I thought hang on a minute I could do because my mum had given me given a ticket and it said like number 347 and they went we're going to be honest you're not going to get this they said it to her face wow. at 10 in the morning they'd taken that many so- tickets that they went, you're not going to get 10, this ticket. At 10 in the morning? Yeah. So, oh, wow. I imagine... They, they went, you're not, not going to get this autograph signed. And oh. it turns out they only got to about, I think, about 100 in those tickets they gave out. So that that says it all. Ooh. So many people who have gone to that convention mm. and not got what they asked for. Genuinely. 
And it really, it really upsets me. Not to mention, like, just that sliding, me, just sliding me and my mum back in for her to get her autograph. I know we were in, like entitled for me to bring her along down past and didn't know. Obviously, that will have taken another thirty seconds, minute to get us in there. So that might have begrudged someone else an autograph. So I feel bad for that person that they didn't even make that clear to us because there could have been one less person who got one. It makes me feel guilty because I know how many people wanted to go. So I, I mean, like, I, I get super guilty about these things. Nah, and I'm just mate. like, no, nah, ah. don't, no, nah, don't, don't dwell on it. Don't no, because but genuinely. And this is the other thing. They shove people through there at a rate of knots with Jody. There were like there was a massive queue. It was genuinely like a, a, a rave or something. The amount of people that were gathered around that autograph desk at any one time. And everyone was desperate to just wait for an autograph, but it took them so long to get through. But also Jody had three different times she was doing photos that day. Four different times, sorry. I've been saying three to people who've asked me so far. No, she had four. Because she had two big sections of just photos. She had a green screen section and then also a double uh, photo with Mandip Gill. So wow, and some of her photo opportunities were like two hours long. How she managed to get through all those people whilst being pregnant and being run around like that, I almost feel like protective of her almost in a weird way. It's like I can't, I don't know how she managed that. I really no, don't. She is so popular. She, people she say Doctor Who is popular. dead. Hey, and uh, yeah, you get even still. There was someone who retweeted a picture of loads of people cosplaying as Jodie, going, "This shows you how the audience of, of Doctor Who is all just girls at this point or non-binary folks." Like. I mean, it's not. It's Aww. just they've got someone to identify with. And there are loads of people. And there were guys cosplaying as Jody there. There were plenty of guys, which was actually quite cool to see as well. Because they did say they tried to make the costume as unisex as possible, which is nice. I liked that. Yeah, um, 100%. So the people nah, are idiots sometimes. Off. Some, people have, just, some people on Twitter. Exactly. Nah. But I'm exactly. glad a large majority of the stuff I did see on Twitter after the Comic-Con was very positive. And I saw so many videos yeah. of Mandip the main, Yeah, the main know, criticisms were, yeah, the, the lack of organization, not letting you buy autographs in advance, giving out too many diamond passes, which just, it does, as bad as it sounds, it does sound like they're just going, right, make as much money as you can, make as much money as you can, and then if they don't get autographs, whatever. Because someone did tell me a story, and if this is true, then this is horrific, but apparently um, they sold diamond passes for Chris Freckleson a few years back, and there were a few other doctors at this one convention and there were so many different photo opportunities, like Chris on his own, Chris with David, Chris with Matt, Chris with whoever, that people who'd bought diamond passes for Chris didn't even get the autographs they'd paid for and were entitled to. There wasn't even enough time to honor all of those. So th- this sounds like it's oh, an issue ongoing with word. them, with autographs and diamond passes. Yeah. So my main thing is you've got to fix that because it sounds like it's a mess you keep making out. and it's it's not good. Yeah. And it kind of makes me feel like unless there's someone they announce in the future that's got a diamond pass and I can afford it and I really want to buy it, I might stay clear of those cons. I don't want to feel wow. like that. You know what I mean? It's kind of like... No, no, no. Of course, of course you don't want to feel like that. It, it, I mean, you had an incredible experience, but, you know, yeah. th- there's a chance that, you know, your day's getting messed around due to poor organization. So. You just you just worry that you'll get people who will go miles and miles and miles and not get what they want. And that, that breaks my yeah. heart. It really does. So that's my little segment talking about the downsides. I don't want to be down the whole way thing, but I did want to no, say some of that no, stuff because no, no. there were a lot of people who were saying certain things and I kind of felt like it was worth it was worth talking about because it just wasn't ideal. So yeah, that kind of gives you an idea of how hectic this was. And that's why when I'm talking through some of this stuff, my brain might get a bit muddled. So bear with me. Um, so what I will, let's go through some of the other pictures I got. So uh, the thing I'm showing on screen now, this was the free gift that we got the Diamond Pass, which was a oh, cool. print from, I believe this is Praxius. Seems like the Praxius, from Praxius, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's like an A3 print, which is quite cool. We had to buy the, the print holders for it, but, you know, it's whatever. So that there was that. I kind of wish I got her to sign this, to be honest, but it is it is what it is. Because what happened was, when, when my mum went back in to get hers that I should have got with my Diamond Pass, I came with her and I went, right, I'll get something else signed. I might as well. I'll pay the bit extra because I had a little bit left over. I went, right, I'll get, I'll get one more thing signed. So... Let's go through... Shall I do autographs or signatures first? What what shall I do? What should be cooler? Auto- autographs or signatures? Autographs or signatures. Go on, you pick. 
Wait, aren't they the same thing? No. Oh, or photos. My brain's not working. <laughs> my brain's not working. I was like, Can I was you like, tell? Is, is there a difference? Am I just a dumb Australian? What, what Am I a silly Australian? <laughs> Um, I would love to see no. I would love to see the autographs first, autographs, and then gotcha. save save the so, photos, please. I think I mentioned this to you in one of the previous episodes. I don't know. I I know that you at least know I think this. You did. Um, I own one of one of thirteen hundred. I I can't believe I have one still. It's crazy. Uh, of the uh, San Diego Comic Con thirteenth Doctor Pops, which has got the coat on. It was like a first to market thing. They did it exclusively for that con and never went anywhere else. And shout out to to Dave over at Forbidden Planet, who I don't even know if he works there anymore. He was an absolute king. I said to him like miles ahead of time. I was like, if you get any of those pops in, can you let me know? Because I don't like, I didn't think he would get one in because it was just impossible to to source them. And he was like, "If we get one in, I'll let you know." And I got an email on a random day when I was going into town anyway, and he was like, "So we got four of these pops in. If you come and get it today, I will hold it behind the desk for a couple hours." And I emailed and went, "I am coming. Keep it there." So I got <laughs> <it>. <laughs> that thing goes for ridiculous prices on eBay now. So I'm I'm very fortunate that I got it. Cause it's literally my most prized possession, and I have a lot of pops. I don't think I've shown the cupboard on screen before, and at some I point don't think I will you have. At some yeah, point, that, that, I will. Plant the got, seed now. Plant got, the seed now. Yeah, we've got we'll so much to talk. We've already been going for about 40 minutes, so I, 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 we can't stretch it out too much more. But I managed to get Jodie to sign it. It was my one goal from the convention, and she signed it to Troy. Now, there's a funny story behind that, because I didn't know this, but at the convention, there was a sign by Jodie's autograph booth that said, no personalizations. Exactly. What? Your face says it all. I did not know that. I did not see the sign. I had no clue. But apparently, you were not allowed to ask for personalization to people being told they couldn't. So I feel almost, again, almost a little bit guilty that I did this, but I didn't have a clue. So it's not really my fault. But I gave the pop to Jody the first time around. I was getting the autograph before we came back just after. And I just went, could you write out to Troy, please? And she went, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she just wrote out to Troy. I took it. And as I walked off, I, I, I bummed into a couple people I knew on Twitter. And I think it was T, shout out T, uh, hello Benjamin on Twitter. They're an absolute angel and it was so nice to meet them. But they, they she went, you got that personalized? I was like, yeah. They went, you can't do that. And she went, what? There's actually a sign that said no personalizations. And obviously once I turned around and got the one from mum, I saw the sign and went, oh, oh. what? So obviously we couldn't ask then because there were people that were pushing. But I think at that time, no one was like, no one was there at that moment. So I must've just got super lucky. Which makes yeah. it all the more special because I don't know how many of the people managed to get personalizations. So you're lucky. I, I I don't know what happened there. Very very happy, but also just like ah, I don't know. Um, same thing at Mimandip Gill. Um, again, her, hers was chaos. That was the only other thing they put her in with all the other like there was like a general autograph area. Rich D Grant and Jody Whisker had their own like autograph booths with, with huge crowds. Mandip was with everybody else who, you know, they knew they weren't going to get maybe as many autographs so people could kind of stand and have a conversation. They grossly underestimated how popular Mandip was and apparently half the, <laughs> the staff couldn't <laughs> even course. say her name right, which I really hope isn't true. Um, oh, but no. Especially when it's in her bio that it's Mandip, not Mandeep. And I think a lot of people were saying Mandeep. So I really hope that's not true. Really do. But um, there was there were so many people that genuinely, there was an aisle blocked from the queue right the way across the day. It was ridiculous. Fortunately, we got there to get a, a ticket, but it was about the same thing as Jodie Whittaker, where if you'd been much later, you wouldn't have got a, an autograph. There were probably loads of people that didn't get one. But just a little little message to Funko. Why is there not a Yaz Pop yet? Because there should be. Yeah, what's up with that? But there's a lot of them. They haven't done Doc 2 Pops now for about three years. So I don't know. Maybe they've stopped doing it or something. It's really odd. But I instead decided to get a standard 13th Doctor because I didn't have two of those ones. But I got it to write uh, my good-hearted weirdo on it. 
I thought that was a good little reference with it being a Joanie pop. Thought that was quite sweet. That's so. So did you did you ask her to write that? And did she did she like smile? I did. She She was like, oh yeah, I'll write that down. It was a little bit of a rush again because everyone was being kind of shoved at her. And it was the same thing as Jodie. I feel like there was it was a lot of kind of like throwing people at them. You weren't you didn't really have much time for a conversation. It was just kind of like autographed by. And it was the same thing with Mandip. Mm. Apparently on the Sunday, Jodie Whittaker wasn't there. She was there Saturday only. On the Sunday, they moved Mandip into Jodie's booth and things ran a bit smoother. So at least yeah. they have the future that you know. Huh. Don't undersell Mandip Gill. Don't do that. Never. Don't if, do if that. If there's one thing you're taking away from today's podcast, that is the message. Yeah, that she, is the she, message. She was it. absolutely lovely. They both were absolutely lovely. They were so sweet. Um, so that's the autographs. There are a couple of others, but we'll get there with pictures. Uh, so we'll do photographs first. So here is uh, my photo with Jodie Whittaker. I've got the digital version of this, so I will overlay it on the podcast. You can buy digital versions for all the photos, but they cost £5 each. And I was like, right, for now, I'm just going to get the one with Jodie and the one with Jodie and Mandit, which I'll get to in a minute. I won't get the rest of them, so I might do that later. But money is a thing I don't have. So I'll show you, <laughs> but there'll be a problem overlay in a minute. That's oh. just That's me with Jodie. Which I it's, love that photo. It's sensational. The more I it's, look at that photo, uh, the more I love it. Unreal. I know. I absolutely adore that photo because I feel like I'm You're very judgmental of myself, and I feel like I can't smile very well on, on photos. I'm not very photogenic no, with that. That's a great smile. But, yeah. Mate. The more I look at, it, the more I really like it. It is just a great picture, and I'm gonna put it up somewhere oh, in this room. So nice. So maybe in the future, my yeah, you might see to. the pictures behind me on the wall. Who knows? Um, but then just after that, there was the photo with Jody and Mandip which I also thought was absolutely brilliant and it made me wish I got one with Mandip without the green screen. So there is that photo. Oh, it's so cool. It's so cool. I feel really bad because you weren't there. I don't want to be like... No, but you I, know. I, like, I'd give anything to be there and, you know... I'm just. I'm glad I can live vicariously through you right now. But they have like they, they do comic cons in Australia. Surely there must be one they'll go to at some point. No? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, it's harder to travel to, you know, Australia. Yeah, than, but, but I, I feel like you know. it'll probably be better because, like, I think a lot of the thing was this was Jody's first comic con that probably is, didn't help with the, with the disorganization. But I mean, a lot of that no. was down to why don't you just let people pay for autographs? But that's by the by. I feel like it's more chaotic now because a it's her first appearance at a comic con properly, and b it's like, you know, it, she's still the current doctor, so she's even more topical. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think no, it'll be quieter hot, and calmer after that. Um, mm. Hot property. So we've got the we've got the photo of Mandip with the green screen that I've already shown you. Um, every time you get an autograph, um, you can get a, a print. You can get it to get to have it signed. If you've got your own thing, you can get your own thing signed, as I've shown with the pops, but you can still take a print anyway. So I got I got the Jodie print of her with the fob watch. Which nice. I love. I love that flux art. I think that's such a. That's like my favorite that's 13th Doctor really picture. Cool. I think picture. I think I love that one. I don't think I've seen that picture. You haven't seen it. They, they posted it just after that. the Vanquishes came out. Oh wow! No, I like. I dig that. Nah, it's I a very very cool one. I got this one of Mandip, which I really like. Oh nice! We showed her the prints and said we really nice. liked it, and she went, oh, "It's the power of uh, of Photoshop and airbrushing." And I was like, "Oh." Oh well, oh. no. <laughs> I thought I just thought you looked good, but okay. I guess I guess they're photoshopping <laughs> everything these days. Uh, and then I also got this one of Colin Baker. For some reason, I didn't take a Sylvester McCoy one. I think my brain was muddled by the time I got round to him because I was doing so much that day. Mm. I really wish I got a Sylvester McCoy one. Don't know what I was thinking. Um, no, so those nice. ones didn't get signed. But like I said, we ended up going back to Jody to get me one my her one very quickly after seeing mine. So I did get another print, and that's what I got signed from her the second time. So I got this one, and you can see the the signature right. on it. It's so cool. I need somewhere to put this. See, the thing is, I can't decide whether to put all this stuff on my wall as part of my setup or to get one of those, you know, like those proper, like, scrapbook type things where you put, like, autographs and pictures and yeah, stuff yeah. in. I don't know which one of those nice two one. to go for. I don't mm. I don't know. Because I like the idea of an That's autograph. That's with you, my book, friend. But... 
I know. That's with to, you. I'll have to really think it through. I will have Keep to. Keep us updated, please. Uh, but then we have Colin Baker and Sylvester McCoy. So with them, what I decided I wanted to do, because again, there's no Sixth Doctor or Seventh Doctor pop vinyls. Again, there's such a great, good opportunity for this stuff. And it's, it honestly feels like it's being squandered, but... Whatever, but they'll, they'll still release McDonald's pops and all sorts of stuff like that. Funko is just very strange. <laughs> they, they release so many things, and this is just someone who collects a lot of them, who kind of like loves a lot of different things they release. And you look at them and you go, why have you released those? Are there, are there a lot of people Insta- buying McDonald's of this, pops? Like, who, I don't know. Who, who really I didn't, wants I didn't Grimace? I know they existed. Who, who wants Grimace as a pop vinyl? I don't, I don't know anyone who wants that. I don't know anyone. Not me personally. But, it is what it is. It, it is, is what it is. I'm what glad thank you for filling the air there because I just thought that was a great opportunity That's to have a drink. If you need, to, if you, if your throat's still sore from your your big rager of a gig, l- let me know. I'll, yeah, I'll chat just, and you, you know, can have a drink break, mate. Don't worry about it. Screaming a nice bit of television romance and just you know shouting all the lyrics. Great, great time. <laughs> <laughs> My mum was just kept looking at me because she was like like impressed at how many songs I was singing all the words along to. Because I love how yeah. she just comes along to most stuff with me. Whenever I'm like going, I haven't got someone to go with. If she likes something, she just goes, "I'll come with you." And she really likes nice. that as well. I get That's her into so, so much stuff. I feel sorry for her. You know. Just pull her into so many different things. <laughs> um, That's good. She met Jodie Whittaker out of she it. Did, you know, she, did, can't, she did. She did. She did. Can't be too many. Um, so with Colin and Sylvester, what I wanted to do was get them to sign their photos because they didn't really have any specific merch that uh, that meant anything. So I thought, you know what? I'll get them to sign the photos. That'd be really nice. So with Colin Baker, his photo opportunity was really late in the day. It was about ten past five, and we knew he wanted to get going after that as soon as possible because we wanted to make sure we got a train. So we were worried. We weren't sure if he was going to be able to do any quick signatures after the photo opportunity. So we went to speak yeah. to him beforehand. And that's what was really nice. Like, there wasn't, like, a massive crowd around him. There were people getting their photos and oh, talking nice. and stuff. It was much more chill with him. So we, I literally just got to walk up to him and just say, Hi, so I've got a photo with you in a minute. It's like, oh, right, okay. He's a lovely bloke, Colin. He's so, so nice. lovely. He's the sweetest person. And I, I just basically said to him, you know, I, if I can, I'd like to get the photo signed rather than just a print. Are you going to come back and do any signatures? He went, oh, it's quite it's quite late, isn't it? And he, I, I, this is not a good Colin impression. But he's like proper like formal. <laughs> I felt it. Proper formal. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, well, you know, it's quite, it's quite late. I was making him sound like Boris Johnson. It's not the intention. Um, <laughs> and he went, well, it's, you know, what time is it? What time is the photo up? He had someone next to, her, next to him and she was just kind of going, you know, it's till about half five. He went, oh, I think we can manage that. He went, when you get the photo opportunity, you come straight back here, even if I'm not there yet, and I'll come over and I'll sign. And I was like, thanks very much. There were a few people who did that, thankfully. That's so, so it wasn't nice. just me. That's awesome. Um, but this is genuinely, I think, my favourite photo. I think of just, uh, maybe just because the way I look in it, I don't know. But I absolutely love this photo with Colin. There's loads of, like, fluff on show these. Me, I don't know where they me. come from. I think it's because I laid them out on my floor, which is, you know, suggests I need to hoover. That's really nice. Yeah, that so, like, is I love really that. nice. I love that. I thought that's a really cool that's photo. That's so cool. Yeah. What a signature, too. Wow. I know, yeah. That's a wild signature. I'm going to see if I can get the digital version and put it on screen. If I can afford it, I'll put it on screen during the edit, but maybe I can't. We'll see. <laughs> so that was lovely and then Sylvester was easy because his photo opportunity was about 3 o'clock I am uh, one thing I will say I'm kind of sad because Bernard Cribbins cancelled they filled his photo slot with with Sylvester McCoy doing a 7th Doctor cosplay photo shoot as like an extra thing so mine wasn't with him in the cosplay because I booked it miles ahead when Bernard was still meant to be there yeah. I didn't realise, like, apparently if you'd have gone to the sales desk, they might have upgraded you because it cost a little bit more. I really wish I'd done that because that would have been really cool because it would have been two people in doctor outfits. would have been nice. But either way, True. he's a lovely guy. Was, like, everyone was queued outside the photo booth and he just walked past his lunch and went, beep, beep. Like, he's just, like, he's, got, he's like a dead short, like, energetic man. I love him so much. Yeah. But like I said, he wants to be socially distanced, but that actually lended very well for the signature because he filled in the gap in the photo with his signature and it looked really good. So you've got this. Which I thought was really cool. He was doing oh, this kind of cool. like holding the lapel pose, so I just joined oh, in with him. That's really cool. Yeah. And what that's I love really is that he cool. kind of I think he does this with all of his autographs where he does the loop on, on McCoy and then puts seven in the Y. 
I like watching oh, him do it. I was like, wow, I you realize that, is, that. That's, that's like so that's like an cool. art. Like he's practiced that definitely. I like how he said to Troy. Hi. Yeah, because he's like, <laughs> what do you want me to write? I was like, can you write to Troy? I didn't know what else wants him to say. I was like, ah, oh, what do I, what do I say? I mean, like you know, his opening in Time of the Rhine is iconic, but I'm not going to get him to write. Who am I? Where am I? Who am I? And who are you? Like that would take him ages and to who write. Are you? But, yeah. <laughs> so I just, I just thought, I've just put like, just put it to Troy. He just put hi. It's <laughs> like, okay, that's hi. cool. Um, that's so sweet. So those are all the photos and autographs, which is a that's lot of stuff. Unreal. It's kind of chaotic. Um, but oh, I hear am my voice going so there. jealous. Oh. I am so jealous. Honestly, have some water, just, mate. Have some water. I will. I'll, I'll tie you over. I've got if lots you want of drinks. Water. Yes, fill the air. Tell a joke. <laughs> tell a tell. A, I'm not telling another joke. I I think Doctor Moo is peak. Uh, who's their podcast comedy? I'm not even so sure that's going to be in the intro. Ever gonna that was that. that was awful. So. Oh, did we cut that? Can I tell the joke? I don't know. There, there were a couple of different intro options. We were kind of talking about making a gag for the intro, so we had a couple of different things where we were talking. We had a couple of different... I don't know which one oh, I'm going to no. use. It might be talking about my throat, because that's a good... A good pre- yeah, that yeah, sounds yeah. weird, no. but you know, it's a good precursor. Keep so, that. Go on. Keep we'll, that. we'll keep that. What's, what's here? This is me editing during the recording. How cool is this? Go on. Tell everyone <laughs> your terrible joke. Go on. I thought I'd saved everyone um, from it, but apparently I can't, I'm not saving anyone from it. I've, I've forgotten it now. I'll save it for the next episode. <laughs> oh no, I know it. Do, do you want me to repeat it? Because it, it's not oh, with my please. brain. I hate I, it. But I would, I would love it. Please, please. He said, say it he back said, to me. "What do you call a time traveling cow?" What do you call a time traveling cow? You call them Doctor Moo. Exactly. Terrible joke. Let's comedy. move on. No, it's comedy not comedy. And it's fine. He literally pulled it from a Reddit page. So like, you can't even act yeah. like it's like it's his own like joke. Like most of my content. And I'm, <laughs> I'm glad because if it was his own joke, I would probably disown him, and this would be a solo podcast. This would be yeah yeah. yeah just, I wouldn't just, blame you, yeah, mate. Yeah. I wouldn't blame you. I, um, I'd start. I'd start moves there at Doctor Who podcast. So shut up. <laughs> but regardless, Troy, I'm glad. I'm glad you shared. Um, your yeah, it's just, it was crazy at the con because that that does sound like a hectic day. But my goodness, you got a lot out of it. But it means I saw Jody about like four times. And what was funny was yeah. the last time because I saw her for my photo, the photo with her and Mandip. I saw her for the autograph, and then like not long after, bringing my mum back to get her autograph. And the last time that I saw her, she looked at me and she kind of recognised me. I think by this point, she'd seen me a couple of times, and she she went, "Are you not sick of queuing?" I was like, "No, it's worth it. I promise, it's worth it." <laughs> she was laughing because I don't know That's she must so have had a lot sweet. of people who were doing that who were like getting autographs who were doing the same thing I mean yeah. there were 300 plus people with diamond passes so yeah there'll be at least be a lot getting, of people in the same boat like, as yeah you. who have seen her more than once for at least a photo in the autograph um, mm. but for anything else on top you know that suddenly that, that will make it that me you see her a bunch of times the last time I saw her which wasn't her directly kind of there was a cosplay meetup in the mid-afternoon that they were doing in like the main stage like a convention uh, in the convention hall and so everyone who had a Doctor Who cosplay was going to get together and take a photo. There is a video recorded. Um, you can see me in it for a very brief second and my mum, which is quite quite sweet. The pictures you can't really see. You can see my like sticky because you can't see in the video, but like I have like kind of like a pompadour style thing. If you ever seen the video for Pompeii by Bastille, the lead singer's haircut. That's that's literally where the nice. idea came from. But it's that it's that hairstyle and ginger. So you can kind of see yeah, this yeah. kind of ginger spike coming up above behind someone's gin- head. The ginger spiky boy. Yeah. Um. But we were just going to go to the meetup because we thought it'd be nice. And then someone mentioned they went. You know, you know, there's a chance Jody might actually be there, and I thought about it, and I went, "Why have I not considered this?" Because at MCM Birmingham in, last year, there was a because, like I said about the Tom Hiddleston meetup, they did a big Loki cosplay, and then you crept up behind them from the stage and just scared everyone, and was like, "Oh, these are great cosplays." And then someone said yeah. that when I was queuing for something, and I thought, "That's a really good point." They said she wasn't going to get back to her desk like for autographs. They were kind of talking through the plan for like photos and autographs, and they went, "She's not going to be back till about twenty past three. And we realised that the, the, that she finished her photo opportunity that she was doing at that time at three o'clock, and the meetup was three o five to three twenty. 
So I thought, yeah. what's she doing in those 20 minutes? And then they're second. like, hang on a minute. Hang on a so second. everyone's posing for these photographs, and all of a sudden, she just kind of creeps up behind and goes, hello. And then everyone turns around and goes, oh, it's Jodie. And she literally just grabbed so someone's sonic screwdriver. I don't know whether they were trying to give it to her, but it was like aimed right up in her face. She just kind of took it and posed with it. And she was like, Yunk. But the person she yeah. took it off, I think she kind of just turned around and looked up and was like, oh, she saw this sonic. <laughs> <laughs> what so, an honor. What an know, absolute yeah, honor. Honestly, but it was just generally, the whole thing was just so, so cool. So I just, yeah, I that think it could have had crazy. a bit of better organization, let you book the autographs in advance. And also, the weird thing was there were a lot of people during the day that were just waiting around the floor. Maybe there wasn't just quite as much to do in the hall as other conventions, I feel like. There were a lot of stalls, but there weren't as many as like other conventions I've been to. So I feel like once you're between photos and autographs, just kind of waiting for the next one. And there were a, few, a lot of people just kind of sitting yeah. around having catch-ups. But what was really sweet for me is you've got all these, like, what, what do they call them on Twitter? Thassies? All the Fasmin fans and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I've become super, stand. super good friends. And I see a lot of it. Like, I know a couple of them, like I said, I mentioned I met one or two people that I knew. But there are so many people that are in so many different friend groups or collective friend groups. And just seeing, like, either the meeting up in person. Because I, like, saw in the distance some people, like, hanging out and being like, oh, hi. And then just on Twitter, like, everyone going crazy. Like, I can't believe I met this person or this person. Like, like the one, one, the one that I met, T. I'm just talking about them loads. They're getting a, a massive shout out here, but I saw them put a picture of Mandip with them and five of their friends, like in one big group nice. chat. And I was like, that is the coolest thing ever. That is it's so really sweet. Cool. There's so many things like that, yeah, that were just so nice to see. Genuinely, it was lovely. So it was honestly, it was just a lovely vibe. There was a really great vibe there that everyone was there for Jody. And I think what's special about it is. You see all this stuff that we've talked about before, all this hatred of like, oh, Jody Whitaker's doctor's terrible, Chris Chimnalier is awful, Rusty Davies needs to decanonize it, nah, 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 all this stuff. If you don't like the era, like we've said in the past, perfectly valid. You know, we've all got our opinions, but when you're when you're an absolute arse about it, can I say I can say arse no, uh, in a clean podcast? You're, I, I'll, I can, I'll allow it. I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. it. Thank you, thank you, Spotify. <laughs> when you are an arse about it just go away there's no there's no need for it right you cannot like something without being without being a tool over it yeah so it's you know you when you see a lot of that hatred online and then you see the amount of love that was there in person for everybody hanging out yeah. and meeting up with Joey tangible and just wanting to be there it was such a lovely atmosphere genuinely i That's absolutely awesome. adored it it was so much fun i really like that it's so crazy that that she is like the first doctor i've properly actually met and like spoken to properly you know and, and had a photo with and now i'm gonna oh, really? try and meet as many as possible we've met 13 we've met six met seven kind of seen eight wow. in like a live conversation thing but i'm not counting as meeting him because i didn't actually go up and have a conversation unfortunately we got 10 in next month so i've still got a few yeah, others you, i need to arrange you're gonna beat me next, you're gonna beat me next convention I've, I've only met three i know because what we were going to do in this episode at the end was we were going to talk about who we'd met previously but we are like cramping we are run time. running out of time yeah can i just can i list them off quickly just to well, you can list them off quickly and then what we can do is we can talk a little bit as like a segment maybe next week if we run if we have like a bit next of time week spare, for the we 60th yeah, yeah 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 absolutely because like, i want you to have something to show off because i feel like i'm i've kind of dominated oh, here, no, no. which we knew was gonna happen no, this but... this is of course I, it was inevitable like t- today is your episode and i'm glad because i i needed to listen to this podcast more more than anyone <laughs> i needed to hear your story mate i needed to hear your story um, and I'm really glad. I'm really glad you had a good time. Um, Thank you. So, I, I, I met um, the one that Troy always brings up, uh, Peter Capaldi, and absolutely unreal, absolutely unreal. Just to hear, hello, you know, crispy. him go, hello, crispy. Like mm. it's literally life changing. And then he made a comment being like, oh, you kind of look like Matt Smith, and that just like does does my head in, does my head in. 
Um, and I don't know if I ever told you, he sent me a Christmas card one year. Did I tell you that? I don't think you did. Well, Peter Capaldi sent me a Christmas card one year and said, thank you for the wonderful rap because I did like a high heart, heart the doctor video. Anyway, it's a long story, but that was unreal. And that made my Christmas day. It's currently hanging up in my kitchen here. Um, so I met Peter Capaldi. <laughs> single tear drop. Single tear drop. The, the, the for the listeners, I'm just doing the single tear on my face because yeah. I'm crying right now. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll meet, you'll meet him one day and I'll try and be in the UK for it. Um, so I've also met Jenna Coleman, which was very nice. I got a photo with her in Brisbane and then went to a the same like convention, but in Sydney and got her autograph there. And she's like, oh, weren't you in Brisbane? I was like, yeah. She's like, wow. <laughs> and then, you know, my mates made comments being like, you, you, you just don't leave her alone, do you? Like, no, no, couldn't, couldn't. And so she says like to Crispy on the thing. It's all very wholesome. Mm. Um, and then I was at the Doctor Who Festival and I was doing all of the Periscope live stream interviews for the BBC there. So, I met a ridiculous amount of people in one day. I couldn't be there for two days because I had to go to Fiji the next day. Long story. But- This is going to be a great- We're going to have have some proper time towards this. I know, I know. But on that one day, I managed to meet um, Sylvester McCoy. He is very funny, as you know. Um, Ingrid Oliver, Dan Starkey, um, Mark Gatiss, Stephen Moffat. Um, yeah, you still win. <laughs> Just on a sheer quantity. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a competition, mate. But yeah. <laughs> it says the man listing um, them all off. Says the man. Yeah, I know. No, um, honestly, it's valid. I think, I think that might be it. And then I also managed to interview, uh, Peter, I met Peter Davison backstage at the Symphonic Spectacular when they had it in Sydney and I got to spend some time with him. The he Symphonic incredibly Spectacular. incredibly nice. The Symphonic Spectacular. Did you not have that in the UK? We had the proms, like Doctor Who at the proms. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Maybe it was just an Australian-New Zealand thing. Yeah, it was basically like a, a, a baby We might have proms, had it. I don't like... know. I think there was one that I missed, so it could have been that. I should have gone to. I don't know. But yeah, the, the, the Symphonic Spectacular. Yeah, I was part of the crew for that, and I did um, some interviews there as well. But the main one was for um, Peter Davison. But I also met Ben Foster, the guy that, that conducts the proms. Oh, we yeah, had a yeah, massive yeah. chat. Yeah, we, we, we hung out literally the entire night. <laughs> wow. It was, it was really, it was surreal. And I was, I think I was in my final year of school at the time. So, it was like, you know, it was just a big brand new world. And, you know, I finally felt like I was growing up doing all these grown up interviews and stuff. Um, but yeah, we can, we can, we can save all, all that for another time. But yeah, I think that's everyone. I mean, well, Matt Lucas uh made a video for my channel and follows me on twitter and instagram and the only picture he's ever liked on my instagram is me in a tutu so amazing i don't know why you still haven't dm'd him and asked him to follow me yet but you know oh he doesn't read his dms anymore (laughs) of course that's the excuse he made that he made that very explicit in his twitter bio because i tried to hit him up for hootube rewind 2020 um, and he, he never, never came saw back. It. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Well, we can talk about all of those yeah. as a separate bit. I can also mention meeting Alex Kingston and John Bishop because I've got yeah. those stories to tell as well. I can say I've met the whole Flux team now, which is kind of cool. Just realised oh, that. That's that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Oh my, we might Flux? have to make a separate. We might have to make a separate episode as to like all the cast, like d- deep dive into yeah, all of those dives, stories. I feel like that'll dives. make an excellent episode. But I think that's a good point to to wrap it up. You know, I think. Wow, it's it's that's a hectic hour, you know. We're talking about sixth anniversary, and then we're talking about all that stuff at Comic Con. I hope I've not missed anything out in my head. I don't believe I have. It's it's just been an absolutely amazing time. I had such a blast, and it was just 
It was brill. I'm glad you did, Really, mate. really good. I'm, I'm incredibly jealous. And no doubt, if I am ever fortunate enough to visit your part of the world and there is a, uh, a con on at all, we are going. I don't care how broke you are. I will carry you myself. I will smuggle you in. <laughs> you know, pay for my diamond pass. I will... No, we're not... Yeah. We're, we're not getting diamond passes. <laughs> we might need to at that place. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, true. True, true, oh, true. I just... Yeah, here's hoping they improve it because they've got a really good con on their hands there that just needs... has a few improvements that could be that could be made. But an absolutely great time. And I've no doubt Jodie Amanda will do more cons in the future. I mean, Mandip, bless us, done two back-to-back weekend to weekend. She was in Gallifrey 1 the legend. week before last. And then like, this Absolute weekend just legend. gone. She's in London for two days. I mean, blabby. So she'll she'll do more, no doubt. I've no doubt she'll do more. Well, thank you all very much for watching slash listening. I hope that me rambling about a Comic Con for 40 minutes after about 20 minutes of 60th anniversary banter was uh, enjoyable for you, if it was. On YouTube, make sure you like the video <laughs> and subscribe so stay in tune with future podcast episodes. And if you're listening, make sure you're following the podcast, make sure you've rated the podcast five stars and on Spotify, Q&A and poll. Answer them both and you could be involved in Do next it. week's episode. It'll be very Do cool it. to get some more questions in to talk about. So next week, we're going to be talking more specifically about 60th anniversary, what we'd like to see in it, who we'd like to see come back, what kind of plot lines, storylines, that kind of thing. So make sure you let us know on all the usual socials, at Who's There DW, link on Instagram and Twitter, and then YouTube comments, Spotify Q&A, all that stuff. Who do you want to see back? What would you like to see happen? Who do you think might come back, won't come back? Be realistic or be optimistic or be pessimistic, whatever you like, I don't care. But let your throw your opinions at us and we'll pick out a couple to talk about next week. So with that in mind, thank you all very much for listening and we'll speak to you next time on Who's There? A Doc 2 podcast. And we leave you with our outro theme, which we haven't credited for the last oh couple of gosh, times. Yeah. But shout no, out to Sammy Chu for writing that. Shout out to Sammy Chu. Yeah, my they're, in, they're in the description of YouTube anyway. But like that was an amazing he made theme. Yeah, he an made incredible theme for us. And he, yeah. he turned it around like that. I was like, we want something kind of Doctor Who but not with the same melody. And he just went, oh yeah, no yeah, worries. Boom. He had he had that off his sleeve. He was ready. He was ready. Yeah. But it's it's no, so thank so. you very much. Yeah. yeah go on, go and check him out. Go and, and check uh, him out. And in, enjoy the outro as always. So thank you very much, and we'll see you all next Saturday for episode four of Who's There? a Doc 2 podcast. Until then, thanks for listening and we'll see you all soon. Ha-bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.